RTB AM. I was really triggered. We don't want Johnny Sexton having any part of any Netflix curse ahead of the World Cup. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quillen is with us. May as well just start there briefly to pick up on it. Um, like... The Irish management are very loyal to you if you've done stuff for them, and, and in some instances, and then in other instances, they're like, "Well, just picking on form." So, what do you think they're going to do with Bundy? They obviously need Bundy; they 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 want him around. So, will they reintegrate him into the Ireland squad and then hope that he makes some peace with Connacht? You would imagine so. I think um, I'm not. I'm, he hasn't played a lot of rugby, has he, in the last couple of months? Um, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I can't decide. Are we delighted that he's fresh coming into the Six Nations and ready to explode into it? Or you're like, well, not quite sure about his form. He's the kind of fellow you need to need need playing matches. You know that um, if you put Bundyaki out in a big game, even if he hasn't played in a while, that he's he's well capable of delivering. He's a phenomenal player. He's a big game player. He has the temperament to kind of be fired up and ready to do a job. But I suppose that little bit of sharpness and um, you know match fitness and stuff. Um, helps a lot um, Robbie Henshaw hasn't played in ages would Andy Farrell put him straight back into a team Robbie Henshaw possibly um, he's done that before Leo Cullen's done it as well so I'm not sure if um, I I would think that the natural inclination here is Bondiaki Gary Ringwald in the centre next week but there's kind of little rumours and whispers that it, it could be Stuart McCluskey. Right. Um, I was hoping you were going to say Osborne there because we're all excited about the new, shiny new thing. He's yeah. probably a bit away, Osborne, in mm, fairness. He's not he? that far away, I don't think. Right. I think he could be He could be an option off the bench. I don't know for the first game. Um, but again, it's only speculation. Bundyaki could start on Saturday and you know, I would have no issue with it. Irish fans would have no issue with it. Um, but the only concern is he hasn't played a lot of game. Gavin Comiskey's talking there and, and it's Again, you're hearing little whispers and rumours that there's some bit of a, uh, <coughs> a clash there. Um, Andy Friend obviously hasn't clarified. They haven't picked him in a couple of weeks. Is it a disciplinary thing? Is it an attitude thing? We don't know. Again, it's speculation. You've got to be fair to the player here. Um, but there's something has gone on there and there's kind of rumours coming out of the camp that all is not right. And that's pretty obvious that they haven't picked him. Yeah. They're saying it's a form if you've Bundyaki in your squad and you're playing, you get him into form. Yeah, especially <laughs> you that pick him. You play Newcastle him. away game. Like, yeah. you could easily put him in for that one. Yeah. Um, so it's not an ideal situation. And I, again, it's only speculation, rumours. Andy Friend says he won't be leaving, going anywhere else. He'll be playing with Connacht next year. But He's Andy Friend is leaving, contact. so he won't actually have that decision. Do you know? In, in many yeah, ways. but you know, if if Bundyaki wants to go to another province in Ireland, he's. David Nusifora get becomes involved there. You can't just say I'm moving, moving to another province. But you can't force a move if you want to, though. Yeah, po- possibly, but, possibly. Know, but we haven't parry. heard. Again, <clears throat> there's something not right there. You know, from a Connacht point of view, um, Connacht fans would love if the, it's resolved and it's it's put to bed because you know he's a hero there and yeah. he's he's been brilliant for them over the years. Of course, he's going to play a big part in the Six Nations. I think. Um, but we'll wait and see what the what Andy Farrell does on on, on Saturday. So, you, in your head at the moment, McCluskey is probably in the most likely starter alongside Ringrose. 
I don't know, but I've been asking, and you hear you're hearing things through other journalists and stuff. The question is, how how do we know that? Who said that? Because you know they've been in Portugal and in <coughs> um, in camp, and they haven't come out and said anything. And, yeah. You know, with you a squad update this, today, which will give us some news yeah, on um, and look, potential injuries. Ronan Keller. Yeah, Ronan Keller, is, it's a shame if he's picked up an injury that will ruin him out. We don't have full clarity on that. Either Tom Stewart has been called up, deservedly so, because I think he's been brilliant for Ulster this year as a real prospect. He's still very young, but great, <coughs> a great prospect as well. So um, that would be a shame because with the Dan Shee and Ronan Kelleher scenario... You know, one one of them starting, one coming off the bench. It's it's they're they're phenomenal players, you know, and uh, so that's not ideal for them. But you know, there's going to be a few injuries throughout the Six Nations for each squad. Um, even though Ireland want to win the Six Nations, and it'd be brilliant if they did. Um, 2019 has shown us that you know, and with Wales coming up on Saturday with Warren Gatlin, the controversy going on in 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 in, in the Welsh rugby rugby at the moment. With the documentary that came out last week, um, the, the the CEO having to resign over the weekend. Um, it's a shit. Not time. having to resign, he resigned. Yeah, I think the, ultimately he probably the pressure that was coming on there. But you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there that kind of you think he'll get number one. They'll get a bounce off Warren, Warren Gatlin. Absolutely. Um, all the Welsh fans, you see him online talking about it. There's excitement there that Gatland uh, is is going to come back and do something. The Ospreys have been going very well. They've qualified for round 16. So there's a little bit of energy there um, and nothing better than beat Ireland on Saturday. And, you know, the squad, the team he'll pick. Um, Five Woodward is predicting a Welsh win to set the cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> could easily. Uh, could easily be a Welsh win. Um, this This... You look at the form in November with Georgia beating them, and what happened to them last year, Six Nations. You think they've been in uh, gone through a dreadful run, but he'll get a squad and a team on Saturday that will will be really difficult for Ireland. So, um, and then it's a it's a very hard place to play. The crowd get behind them there in the Principality Stadium. It's and Ireland haven't won a Six Nations game there since two thousand and thirteen. So. Um, it's it's difficult. It's a difficult start, and this this is really what I'm look, looking forward to about this Ireland team: how they can cope with the inevitable physicality, uh, psychological challenges, the, the stress and pressure that the opposition are going to put put on them. Um, it's a really tough start. You think get the first one under the belt if they get any sort of a win, and we and, and I kind of said the same thing two years ago. And it was that match where Peter Romani got sent off, um, went close in the end. The Billy Burns kick into the corner from the penalty where it went dead. There was a couple of opportunities there, but Wales didn't care and they went on and uh, and won that game. 2019, they're winning a Grand Slam. You know, they're Lukiest one ever. <laughs> well, every game had a, every game had a weird thing, which were anyway. Like, look, they they won it, we didn't, and that's what the record book shows. There's no asterisk. Yeah, and they go to they, uh, Wales go to Scotland the week after, so. You know, this is this is big, big pressure for them, and they will get an extra ten, fifteen, twenty percent out of themselves I because it, of all the pressure they're under. I thought it was interesting that Leinster went with the six-two split on the bench for the Racing game, which I hadn't seen from Leinster that often in the past. Is there any possibility that we start seeing this type of thing from 
uh, an Ireland perspective where we prepare for the inevitable slugfest that's going to happen against South Africa. Um, we might look at that. It depends. Um, Can you get Ryan Baird on the bench as a... Yeah, he's the obvious one. I think if you have Jack Crowley, who can play centre, maybe play full back. So it depends on your, 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 your sub back, if you like. If they can play in a number of positions, it gives you the opportunity. Um, <coughs> Conor Murray can play in a couple of positions, maybe. If, if it happened that you needed two backs on the field and you had early injuries there... It's it's always it's always risky. Ryan Baird, you could put him on the wing. Um, absolutely, he yeah. pays. Um, Josh Van der Fleers has done it before. Um, it, it depends against England and France. It's something that would it be the worst idea? I'd like to see them experiment with yeah. it in this environment rather than for the first time ever deciding. Okay, we need to do this against uh, South Africa in a World Cup or whoever. You know, yeah. just as, like. It was interesting that Leo Cullen did it. Now, maybe it was because of availability of certain players and unavailability of others. Um, you know, if, if Henshaw had been around, does suddenly they just take Osborne on the bench and away you go and everybody's happy. I don't know. But, um, like, what are we looking for from an Ireland perspective in this Six Nations? We're, we're favourites uh, with the bookmakers. I don't know if that's just because there's been a weight of money for, uh, for Ireland. But what do you want to see from the Ireland selectors to show that there's an evolution from last year when they played the best rugby that we've played in a long time? It's going to be difficult to hit those highs again. Um, uh, hopefully we saw a little bit of a dip in November and that they can reignite it a little bit again. Um, when you think of... You know, I think a lot of, a lot of the stuff... Um, with any team that's successful and you're winning and you're coming off the back of a very successful period, even though they didn't win the Six Nations last year, France are going to have to deal with this as well. And we've always questioned France's mentality and um, drive, desire. And when you think of what um, Galtier has done and Ibanez and Sean Edwards... All of those questions are gone, aren't they? They they are. And you think, because I think before last year they hadn't won a championship since 2010. You think of all the clubs, and someone said it to me recently, the amount of um, options that Galtier has to pick from every week with the top 14. And... Uh, the league below as well. The amount of players that are there to be picked, um, and it was always about, going to be about organisation, getting the right players, attitude, fitness, all that kind of stuff. They've kind of got that stuff right. So they, they, they're, you would imagine if they can kick on and deal with, deal with winning in a positive way and get better and keep that hunger and desire, that they'll be a force for for many years if they get their house in order, basically, yeah. which they, they seem to have done. Yeah. For Ireland, I think psychologically, this is. You know, the scars of probably 2019 of <coughs> um, coming off a brilliant year and then going, you know, England finding chinks in the armour, physically overpowering Ireland. And that's always a concern, you know, the physical side of, of, and it's the same with Leinster, if you stop their flow, if you get in their faces, if you make it really um, physical, can you overpower them? <coughs> um, and it's the case with Ireland. So can Wales, Scotland, Italy do that? Well, they can make it a complete dogfight and a complete mess, and and Wales have done that before. With I, I think back to Navidi and Tipperick in that game a couple of years ago, back in 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 in, in Cardiff where they won the Grand Slam and they, you know, beat Ireland twenty five seven. I think it was. They made it just complete nightmare for Ireland. So they'll try and make it absolutely chaotic. For Ireland, it's dealing with that, and I think. 
game plan wise we're much better equipped i.e. Um, there's an ambition to the way they play the skill set and the comfort in where they pass and deal with pressure and going right back to New Zealand you know the, the incre- intense line speed Ireland f- were still able to pick holes and find spaces even off the off rooks and off malls little uh, micro plays that they and they do that very well so sometimes that can be difficult to to defend but ultimately you know Ireland's scrum and line out um, set piece stuff is going to be really important in the Six Nations so I think they're better equipped this time um, they'll know what's coming and I think that will give them a little bit of edge and a bit of fight to, to counteract that um, there's no guarantees you know do you do you think that there's any selection issues to be decided or is, has the team kind of rounded into essentially picking itself at the moment like do we know the team now if everybody's fit Pretty much so, but I think somebody in the you look at the back row of of you know if you were to pick a back row now you're probably going Peter O'Mahony, Caelan Doris, Josh Van der Fleer. You mentioned him a minute ago. Ryan Baird could be a real bolter here, someone with incredible athleticism um, and back in form as well. Yeah, back in form, playing really well, um, hard to stop, constantly coming up with moments, getting the ball in his hand. Um, Jack Conan, um, you know, obviously will have a big say in that and he'll want to be... Also started the game against Racing with uh, Caelan Doris at six, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if that's Leinster going to the Ireland selectors. Here, by the way, this guy was the Lions number eight. You know, you need to pick yeah, him. Yeah, he's still a brilliant player. Yeah. Um, but by and large, the team is kind of picks itself. You think James Lowe, Hansen are probably the wingers, even though Jimmy O'Brien's form has been absolutely outstanding as well. Um Jamie Osborne could could really have an impact in the six nine. But by and large, it does pick itself. And it's probably where you want to be uh, if they hit a bit of a, if they, yeah, a brick wall <laughs> in the Six Nations, you're saying, oh God. What if they do the it vast ma- yeah. Everybody loses form at the same time. <laughs> the vast majority of these players have gone on this kind of journey. But to be fair to Andy Farland, since the cycle, cycle of the last Six Nations, the, he's capped a lot of players. I think there is more depth and if you look at an Irish bench, which is really important, I think, now for, for this group, it's maybe 10, 12 players outside of the starting team. Is there competition there? Is there um, energy impact coming off the bench? And I think that's going to be really vital for him. But, you know, look, ultimately, um, we don't want to see what happened in 2019 because that was worrying, I think, and they couldn't find a way out of it. And sometimes that can be difficult. So I think in, in their preparations, not just in the last few weeks, but in the last year or two, it'll be how do we deal with the power and the physicality? Go back to France last year in the Six Nations when France got really physical and they scored a couple of power tries, if you like. Um, game was getting away for Ireland, from Ireland and they had the ability in that second half to really attack, hold on to possession and they caused France an awful lot of problems. Yeah and brought the game right back into a really close contest in the end and arguably you know they could have got more out of the game but they 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 really the reaction after New Zealand so they might have a they might have a poor performance here they might have um, a day where Wales could be outstanding next Saturday and find a bit of spark um I don't think that's the end of the world for Ireland but I think if something like that happens then I think they're good enough to react this time 
Is there any concern whatsoever about the fact that Tyke Furlong has only played, what, half an hour off the bench against Ulster? Like he's had, I think he's tried every injury. He's had calf, the hamstring, the ankle, all since the November Internationals. Lack of game time, but I guess he's been wrapped in cotton wool as well for the Six Nations, Quinny. Yeah, he's... Uh I'm contradicting myself here a little bit with the Bundyaki, although I'm not saying Bundyaki has to play. There's certain players can, if their conditioning is right off the field, there's, I have no issue with him. Mm. Tyg Furlong is such a good rugby player. He's so much experience. Um, you know, you need matches. You need contact. You need to be, you know, get that match sharpness up. But someone like Tyg Furlong is, because he probably, most the way the modern game has gone, Shane, most of them only play 50, 55 minutes anyway mm. now. Um, so if we were to wrap co- him in cotton wool and Sexton in cotton wool till, to, until September, you know, would you think, oh God, is, that a, is that a real concern that they, they're not going to find form? Like, your biggest issue, biggest um, scenario with Furlong is, is his scrummaging. Mm. You know he's not obviously if his conditioning is right, I think he he'll know how to manage his body stuff like that. So it's not a major concern for me that um, he wouldn't be playing too many games. Uh, we were uh, doing the Christmas decorations in my ma's house, and I found the Irish Times from January the third, twenty fifteen, and the headline was "Battle of the Out Halves: Who'll Replace Sexton?" That's eight years ago. I know it's such a long time, isn't it? Really, and. Uh, it's it is what it is really. I think there's um you know, I think Jack Crowley has probably uh thankfully we've another person in the mix yeah. who, who who Crowley's due back sooner rather than later. Yeah, so and you know, Harry Byrne Harry Byrne is still a very good player, he's still relatively young, hasn't had a big run of games, yeah. big involvements week after week. I think Jack Crowley has got a lot of involvements this year which has benefited him massively. He didn't get those involvements probably in the last, previous two years under Johan van Graan. He had certain moments all right, in certain games. I think back to a game he played in cast about two years ago in the European Cup. A little bit jittery, a little bit standoffish, some moments in the game. But even the bad moments help you develop and grow as a player. And he's had a you know, tough start to the season with Munster. They Who, lost three Who's on the games. bench next week? Um... I, I'm leaning more towards starting uh, Ross Byrne, I think. Start Ross Byrne in the game? Um, so no, no start. if Sexton didn't start, right, okay. Sexton's going to start. I'm sorry. If Sexton wasn't there, I'd start Ross Byrne. I'd put Jack Crowley on the bench. Right. Um, just to give you that little bit of, a little bit more of safer pair of hands in the sense that um, Crowley has that bit more of a spark and that ability to do something off the cuff. He's, he's still developing getting experience along the way um, but you know you're starting sex and if he's available and who's, uh, who's on the bench and I don't know if he is available He is he available oh, I just, we're all assuming he is we're yes. assuming he's available he's done the press conferences there's no bandage on the face anymore he was training in a mask at one stage we were told and I didn't see any photographs of that so it's hard to know they, they keep everything they keep their cards very close to their chest but it did look like he was going to be available yeah um, what do you think yeah, I know if, if that if that is the case, you know, I haven't I, I have we haven't heard anything different okay. and I think he if he's if he if Johnny Sexton starts, I don't know. I don't know. You're you're kind of blindsiding me a little bit with that one because I haven't thought <laughs> about it much. I, I probably <laughs> You think if Sexton plays and 
there's two options here to think about this and you've got to think a little bit and it's is it unfair in Rossborn if you want to kind of if you're leading the game and you want to see out the game is it Rossborn if you're chasing the game it's Jack Jack Crowley a little bit um yeah. So it depends what way they expect to be leading the game. Right. Okay. If they're don't they? if they're they expect to, they expect to win this game. You know. Obviously, you but even look you scenario I mean, plan for everything. And, and Munster have made changes and and um, you know been been pretty good at you know backing the players that are there. It depends what way you know Mike Cass in particular sees what Joe, what Jack Crowley can do. Um, he he probably is that more bit more ability to run with the ball and have that bit of a spark. Is there a mistake or two in Jack Crowley when you handle the ball so many times in a game? Probably. He's still learning. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who, who, who sits in the bench. Um, Ross Byrne has obviously put himself in the equation with, with playing really well. Yeah. Uh, playing really well for Leinster. Um, and maybe most recent, like, it was a surprise. But the answer to your question is I don't know. I don't know. Either or, I think. And... Whichever selection happens, so they'll tell us why. And you, it's something in training, it's yeah. the way they're looking or viewing at the game. But I don't have a big opinion on either either one of them should, should start there. Okay. There's nothing else really up for grabs if everybody is fit as we think they are at this stage? Not, not particularly, I don't think. I think it is a case of the bench. If Bundy Aki is not involved at the weekend, well, mm. he's probably not in the 23, is he? No, he has. They have put him on the bench in the past. Yeah, they sometimes. have, and, and they did in New Zealand. So um, you're not going to six-two split if you're putting Bundy on the bench. But no, you're you're not. You're picking your out half, scrum half, and <laughs> like if you're if you're chasing the game and you want someone to come on and be able to have some kind of physical. And that impact. could dictate which way the which who they pick as 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 on the bench for for out half. So maybe Jack Crowley going on the bench gives him the option of, of a back three player he do, can play in the back three as well Do the Netflix cameras have any impact? I saw Tyke Furlong being asked about it uh, I know they've been in the Algarve Ireland for warm weather training since since Thursday um, Like he, he was kind of saying I don't know how much intellectual property we'll give away in terms of team talks and that sort of thing but it's definitely something the players will notice cameras being, being there that mightn't have been there before in situations like team talks well, if we unravel again, it'll, it'll, well, be, yeah, it'll excuse, be something it? we'll be talking about. That uh, it was a distraction, and uh, you go to town on a jerk. Oh no, no, no! Depends <laughs> like, on the result. Like, like the bus that time that uh, Josh Smith blamed in Scotland. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you, we've we've had this we chat yeah. a few times. Ulster travelling to sail. I'm telling you, as a player, it does make a difference. It shouldn't. To the outside, it does. You're the saying the cameras would make a difference if you were. No, in the but the bus being late to Murrayfield would drive me demented as a player. It would actually right. unsettle me. Some guys, it shouldn't, walk up. Shouldn't the head coach be able to, in a position to go? Don't worry, Queenie. No, we've got you this. You can't go around to every player can, and go. That's what he said. Nice he is. Calm, lads. You you've, can. You've twenty minutes to get changed or a half an hour to get changed to be out in the field and play an international. <laughs> no. If you're standing at the top of the bus, going, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, well, <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's like a. It, anyway. does, it it's it's it gives it 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 happens sometimes. It affects different players differently. Anyway, but the Netflix cameras, I don't think, will make any difference. I think again, it's they're, they're with everybody, though, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the way of the world. They're doing their own TV anyway, all Shane, the time. Yeah. all the time, and yeah. their own stuff as, as a team. But um, it's a big week for them now, I think, and all it's right. a big a big uh, mental kind of challenge for them. And if they started off well. They have a great chance because uh, with England and France coming to Dublin, it's uh, it's it sets it up for 
possible this a, success. This is our year. Yeah, so you're Grand Slam or bust. Grand Slam, World Cup, you name it. That's uh, go, nice one. Pretty good stuff. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.